And welcome to it, Employment Law Show. Good to have you along for the ride. John Scholes here alongside Lior Samfiru, co-founding partner, Samfiru to Market LLP, the most positively reviewed employment law firm in the land. You got questions about your employment rights? You probably do. This is your show. That's why we do it. You've been terminated or laid off, uh, wrongfully dismissed, harassed at work, experienced changes to your job, your workplace, COVID-19, vaccine questions. The list is nearly endless, but that's cool. We handle them all. As uh, we just heard, toll-free, 1-877-399-9898. 1-877-399-9898. Call now. Ask your questions. Lior is standing by, ready to answer them all. We'll do that. We'll get to some email. And the topic for today is, no, your employer is not allowed to, dot, dot, dot. We'll get to some of those talking points here in just a bit. And anytime you want during the show, if you're just sitting back with your feet up listening, no problem. You can use this website pocketemploymentlawyer.ca we're going to refer to it guaranteed over the next hour and there is uh, upon that website free and anonymous a ton of employment law information and also the severance pay calculator rolled into that one try that take that out for a spin and you'll realize exactly how much your severance should be if the event that you ever lost your job and your old severance that's the way to go even before the phone call but phone lines are open Let's get it happening. Toll free, 1-877-399-9898. Let's get it going. Lior Powell, what do you got for us uh, off the top today? Hey, John. I am excited to be live. I'm excited Mm -hmm. to be here and to answer questions and get those phones going so we can hopefully solve as many problems as possible. So, yes, if you're listening to us right now, we're live waiting for you to call us so that we can help you resolve whatever issue you may be facing in the workplace. You have an opportunity now. Uh, over this hour to make sure that come Monday when you go back to work you feel better you know what to do you know what to say or maybe your problem happened in the past you'll know how to deal with it whatever the issue but whether it's losing your job miss being mistreated going off on a medical leave vaccination vaccination mandates you name it now's the time now's the place by calling us not only will you be helping yourself You'll be helping others that are listening to solve their problems. So uh, do everyone that favor and give us a call. And of course, as we've said and will continue to say, if you want to have an off-air discussion, you want to talk privately or correspond privately, no problem. In fact, that's a very good idea. We'll give you that contact information throughout the show, phone number and email address so you can talk to me personally. So stay tuned for that. But now that we know what we're here to do, let's start off with a couple situations that came across my desk over the past week. I spoke uh, beginning of the week with a gentleman who had worked for the same place for about eight years, good job, was fairly happy, wasn't really shopping his resume out, uh, was content to continue working there, uh, but he was approached by another company through a headhunter and they wanted him to join them. And, you know, over time, uh, they had some discussions. They promised him more money. You're going to have great opportunities. There's rooms for advancement. So eventually, he decided to take the leap and join this company. Started working there. Two weeks in, company says, oh, yeah, by the way, we need you to give us a copy of your vaccine certificate. He says, well, no, I'm not vaccinated. Don't plan on being vaccinated. Company goes out, comes back the next day, says, well, because you're not vaccinated and you're not planning, this is not going to work. We're going to have to part ways with you effective immediately. And ultimately, because he had been there for two weeks there, they hadn't even considered the issue of severance. Sure. So he called me and he, he was extremely upset, as one would be. He had a job for eight years, left to take another job after two weeks. Now he's out of a job. So let's break this down a bit. First of all, 
he is owed severance. The fact that he's not vaccinated, there was no government mandate that applied to him, he is owed severance. And here's the clincher. Because he was recruited from another job, he's owed severance that recognizes the time with the previous company. Right. So even though he only worked for this new company for two weeks, in the eyes of the law, he's an eight-year employee because he was recruited away. So he's owed severance as an eight-year employee. I assessed him as being owed about 10 months severance, 10 months pay. Now, John, he only worked there for two weeks. Yes, and he's owed 10 months pay. Wow. Now, with respect to the vaccine, it would have been very easy for the new, for the new company to, uh, to have made vaccination a condition of employment. They could have said, if you want to join us, then you'll have to confirm that you're vaccinated. They didn't do that. They had him start, and after the fact, they tried to impose this vaccination requirement. Well, if he lost his job, he's owed severance. So there's important reminders there. First of all, with respect to vaccination, we've said this before, very, very good reasons to be vaccinated. Very good idea to do it. But ultimately, if you lose your job because you're not vaccinated, unless there's a government mandate that applies to you, yes, you're going to be owed severance. And of course, if you've been recruited like this guy was from another company, then you're going to get that much more severance. So, so important to give me a call if you lost your job, if you're worried about losing your job, you may be owed a lot more than you realize. Now, because he was recruited or induced, I guess, is the, uh, the the proper term, the company that hired him just for two weeks, 14 days, they're the ones that have to pay the severance, not the old company, right? Exactly. They're on Damn. the hook for it. They recruited cool. him away. They let him go. The old company doesn't owe him anything, but the new company has to pay him that severance. And, you know, I'm getting, getting involved with that. I'm going to help him get that. And I can see them being shocked. Wait a second. You worked for us for two weeks. We owe yeah. him 10 months' pay. Well, yes, you do, and that's an important reminder for employers as well. You actually have these significant severance obligations, so you got to pay up. Again, as uh, Lior mentioned a couple times, off-air conversations, no problem. Can totally take care of you in that regard. one 821 5900 email help at employmentlawyer.ca but here and now phone lines are open bring it on as we uh, continue our chat toll free one 9898 matter number two what is it Bill? matter number two another severance matter i spoke with a gentleman who had worked for about three years same company in in construction he was let go for business reasons, didn't do anything wrong, and when he was let go, he asked the right question. Wait a second, you know, how much severance are you paying me? And they said, well, no, construction. You're in construction. There's no severance in construction. You know, that's just the type of job that there is. So uh, goodbye, off you go, and you know, wish you all the best. So, of course, he did the right thing. He had actually heard our show before, so he called me. And he said, well, it doesn't sound right, Lior. Construction, no severance, no. Not only is it not right, it's completely wrong. It's false. It's illegal. Yes, he is owed severance. Same with you, by the way. Construction. There's this misconception that if you are in construction, you don't get severance. Well, no, not the case. Okay? Even in construction, employee gets severance. In fact, you get the same amount of severance as everyone else, based on your age, the type of job, the length of your employment. So I know there's this misconception, and a lot of people have been let go over the years, didn't know any better, and assumed that no, severance is owed. This guy, John, after three years, is owed about five to six months of severance. So an important reminder there for employees and employers, 
Yes, even in construction, you lose your job, you're owed severance, and that severance, in most cases, is measured in months, not weeks. So, very important. Where does this, this overarching, overwhelming belief stem from? I mean, that's very commonplace for people in, in construction, both you know employers and employees and, mm-hmm. and the trade, to go, nah, we, we never get severance. That's not a part of our gig. Yeah, and you know, uh, my firm, you know, uh, well, John, we operate across Canada, and, and this misconception is true whether we're in Ontario and Alberta and BC. And it comes from the fact that your minimum entitlements under employment standards may be different if you're in construction. But that doesn't matter because those are your minimum entitlements. Your full entitlements, what we call your common law entitlements, are going to be the same whether you're in construction or not. So to make things very simple, bottom line, if you had a job in construction, if you lost that job, you are owed severance. Now, this, of course, assumes no union is involved. If it's a union, very different situation. But any job in construction, not union, whether you work for a month or uh, 50 years, you lose your job, absolutely, you're owed seven. All right, welcome back to the show. Indeed, Employment Law Show, always here on a Sunday afternoon. You want to call one eight seven seven three nine nine ninety eight ninety eight. Welcoming all of our listeners in Calgary and Edmonton and Vancouver. Alberta and BC, love having you along for the show. one 877 We will get to our topic here in a moment. No, your employer is not allowed to do these following things but we always say the uh, the top priority of the show is always the phone calls and in that regard we're going to get to our uh, first one of the uh, of the day victor thanks so much for standing by how are you not too bad yourself beauty love uh, love uh, you taking the time to talk to us what's going on with you okay so two and a half years ago after my wcb ran out because i blew out my knee the employer let me go uh, about a month after. Can I still go after them? For seven? Unfortunately not, Victor. There's a two-year limitation period. So you just missed that by sounds of it by a few months. So unfortunately you're, you're, you're out of time. Did they pay you any severance at that point? No, they didn't. They just paid me out uh, my vacation pay and uh, gave me my wages for that week and told me to go home. Wow. No, I, I wish you and I had connected a bit sooner, uh, but no, at this point, Victor, you're out of time. Yeah, that's what I kind of thought, but I thought I'd try anyways. Yep. Okay, Always thank you. Shot. Thank you, Victor. Thanks, Appreciate Victor. it. Enjoy the uh, the remainder of your weekend. Uh, yeah, a little side note there. You have two years to pursue your rights and your entitlements, correct? Yeah, and, and that kind of oh. cuts both ways. So first of yep. all, as with Victor... You don't want to sit on your rights, right? You you, you yep. want to pursue those so that the time doesn't run out. And a lot of people may not understand that they have uh, these rights. So it's not like they don't want to pursue them. They just don't know. But if you wait too long, unfortunately, you're going to be out of time. But the other way that this uh, applies is you may lose your job and you're staring at that severance letter and that letter has a deadline, you know, and you better sign this in three days or, or we're not going to pay you. Well, forget about that deadline, because what did I just say? You have actually two years to pursue your rights. Your rights don't expire Friday or Tuesday. You have two years. So that severance deadline is really just a pressure tactic. That's all it is. It's meant to make you feel the pressure, the stress to sign. And then if you do, and you realize, like so many other people, that, oh my gosh, I made a mistake. I was owed that much more. You're not going to be able to do anything about it. So yes... There's that two-year limitation period, but so you can take your time, but of course yeah. not too much time. 
Victor, appreciate your call. And if you want to reach out to Lior or Victor, you or anybody, if you are if you happen to be listening to the show uh, today, one 855 That's Lior and his team, help at employmentlawyer.ca. Uh, but here and now, open lines, lots of time, toll free, one 877 We'll continue. Here we go. No, your employer is not allowed to. These are interesting topics, and this kind of dovetails nicely, Lior, into what uh, Victor just called about, not knowing that the two-year uh, time limit had lapsed. Didn't even know there was a two-year time limit. So these these points are kind of things you might uh, wake people up in the next few minutes when we talk about them. Uh, I want to get into number one. No, your employer is not allowed to avoid paying you severance by putting you on an unpaid leave. It's a nice little trick. It is, and, and it's one that many people are dealing with right now. Uh, right. A lot of individuals that if, if ultimately they're not vaccinated, they're being put on an unpaid leave. Or frankly, there could be other reasons. It doesn't have to be vaccine-related. So let's be very, very clear. An employer does not have a right to put an employee on an unpaid leave. Now, of course, we're talking about non-union employees, mm-hmm. whether it's because of the vaccine or for any other reason. The law considers an unpaid leave to be a termination of employment. And, of course, with a termination of employment, that means you get severance. So if you've been put on an unpaid leave, that's not doesn't allow your employer to to avoid paying you severance. And imagine if that was the case. No, no, we're we're not letting you go. We're just putting you on a leave indefinitely. No, doesn't work that way. If you're not being allowed to work, if you're not getting paid your salary, you can treat that as a termination of your employment and require your employer to pay you severance. It's not up to your employer. They can't circumvent the laws that way. So for the many people that have been put recently on unpaid leaves, you have a choice to make. You can wait. Obviously, that's your right and see what happens. But the other right that you have is to choose to treat that as a termination of employment right now and get your severance. If that's what you want to do, you know what to do, give me a call. Yeah, the next couple, too, are kind of an overarching theme that kind of relate to COVID-19. And the next one is this. No, your employer is not allowed to change your pay, your job description, hours of work, those kind of things, right? Exactly. So uh, employers often think, well, I'm the boss. I'm the employer. It's my job. So I can decide whatever I want. I'll decide your hours, what to pay you, uh, shifts, etc. Well, no, actually, you can't. The terms of your employment are set when you start working, and they could also be set over time based on the conduct that you and your employer engage in. But bottom line is, your employer cannot make significant changes to the terms of your employment. Just like your employer can't put you on an unpaid leave, as I was saying a minute ago, your employer can't reduce your pay significantly by you know more than, say, 15%. Your employer can't change your hours, reduce them. Your employer can't demote you relocate you. If your employer does, that's a termination of employment. Gives you, the employee, the right to treat that as a termination. We call that a constructive dismissal. I'm sure a lot of people have heard that term. A constructive dismissal happens when an employer makes significant changes to terms of employment. Now, remember, if you're facing a change, let's say you're taking a pay cut and you're not sure what to do. Should I accept it and continue working or should I just say, no, constructive dismissal. The problem with accepting, of course, and continuing to work is you've now given your employer the right to do it again in the future. So the first time you don't have to accept, you can say constructive dismissal. Despite that, you accept it. You want to continue working. You want to be there for your employer, which is, of course, very admirable. 
But by accepting it, you've given the company the right to do it again and again and again. And the next time they reduce your pay and the time after that, you won't be able to do anything. So anytime you're faced with a change to terms of employment, remember, your employer doesn't have a right to do that, and you have options. Again, uh, the number to call in toll-free for the remainder of the show live here is 1-877-399-9898. Does your employer have a little bit of leeway as far as maybe not changing your pay so much, but changing your work location, hours of work, stuff like that? Do they have a little wiggle room where you can't quite pull constructive dismissal? Yes, there is some wiggle room, and, and you know if it's a quote-unquote minor change, yeah. they can do it. And, of course, what's considered a minor change does depend on the circumstances. So if you're a machine operator, I, I, you know, I'm saying this because I've had these types of cases, and right. you always work on machine A. Now your employer says, we want you to work on machine B. Pays the same hours, the same. Well, that's probably the type of change that they can do. If you're uh, working 9 to 5, and now your employer wants to say you're going to work 8.30 to 4.30, well, again, not something that you may be able to do anything about it. But if they said instead of 9 to 5, you're now working uh, no, 12 to 8, God, no. That's a significant change of employment. Right. Same with kind of minor changes in pay. So, yes, there are some small changes that the employer can do. And if you are facing a change and you're not sure, is it big enough? Is it small enough? Can this be a constructive dismissal? No need to wonder anymore. Call me. We'll discuss it. And I'll be able to tell you. Let's get one more in here before we take a short break. And the the third one would be, no, your employer is not allowed to, again, COVID-19, put you on a temporary layoff. Temporary layoff. So many people yeah. over the past year and a half, two years, have been put on temporary layoff because of COVID-19. Still happening. Some people are still on a temporary layoff yeah. back from March 2020. So let's be clear. Again, non-unionized employees, if you are put on a temporary layoff, that is a termination. Again, constructive dismissal. You can treat that layoff as a termination of your employment and get severance. A lot of people call me and ask, how long do I have to wait on this temporary layoff? How long can they keep me on it? Well, that's not the right question because the point is they don't have a right to put you on it to begin with. So at any time, while you're on this temporary layoff, you can treat that as a termination of your employment and get severance. So you don't have to wake up in the morning and wonder if the phone's going to ring. You can say that's a termination. If that's what you want to do, let's talk about it sooner rather than later. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Indeed, plenty of time to go here to contact Lior, co-founding partner, Sam Firu, to mark an LLP anytime. Reach out confidentially. Email as well, help at employmentlawyer.ca or call 1-855-821-5900. You can go to employmentlawyer.ca. Catch links to our long-running TV show is there uh, as well. Get some advice. Talk to Lior and his team. Get the uh, compensation you deserve. Uh, deserve owed is not a lottery ticket. You are deserved this money, so don't uh, pass it up. The firm has helped tens of thousands of Canadians across this country do exactly that. But we always like talking to our listeners. It's important what they have to say, helping so many others. Mary, thank you uh, so much for standing by for a couple minutes. How are you today? Oh, not too bad. Great. Fantastic. What's on your mind? My question is, um, it's a vaxxed, unvaxxed question. Uh, Union, Mm -hmm. employee, Leduc County, schools, um, unpaid leave without pay. um, Also, your um, final paperwork says unfit to work. Can't claim unemployment or anything. So, Mary, you have to talk to your union because the only one allowed to help a unionized employee is the union. There's absolutely nothing that you can do on your own or that I can do for you 
it has to be the union. And if you spoke to your union and the union says there's nothing that we can do, you're, you're, you're stuck because a union as employee doesn't have any rights directly. It has to be the union. So the only thing I can tell you is work with your union, try to push your union. That's the only recourse. Well, we've all tried, and it's like uh, talking to talking to the hand. Wow. Yeah, I've been wow. hearing that a lot over the past uh, six months or so, but that is unfortunately the reality with being a unionized employee is that the union has the rights, not the employee. So there's nothing that you can do. And you know, pretty much everything, it's important to remember, John, that everything that we talk about on this show, yep. uh, it really only applies to non-union employees. What we talk about does not apply to unionized employees. Yeah, we often talk about that, that, you know, when, when starting a, go- a job or a career with a union, you know, it, it's really front-end heavy. There's great benefits and all good stuff, but on the back end, if you get let go, it could be a completely different kettle of fish than being a non-union employee, right? Yes, absolutely. And, and you know, the, the last six months for many unionized employees have been a good demonstration of that, and that yeah. they, they have rights. So, so this, this lady, uh, Mary, that just called us, she has rights. Uh, in, in the law, but to pursue those rights, the only one allowed is the union. And for many, it's frustrated that they can't access their legal rights because the union refuses. Whereas a non-union employee doesn't depend on anyone else. They have access to their rights. They can pursue them. They can make that decision. So, you know, this is not a political statement I'm making. That's just the reality. That's what comes with being part of a union. Appreciate your call, Mary. Still have time for you as well. Toll free, 1-877-399-9898. Again, help at employmentlawyer.ca. We'll get back to our topic for this afternoon. That is, no, your employer is not allowed to put you on probation after you already passed the probation period. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, you're, you're chuckling, and but you'd be surprised how often that, that happens. So you start a new job, you're on, uh, you know, say, three-month probation, and then after that, your employer says, we're going to extend that probation. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you've already been working uh, for your employer for, uh, for a while. And the employer says, well, we're going to put you on probation. Well, here's the thing. Probation really is meaningless after the first three months of employment. And the reason for that is the only time your employer can let you go without any compensation is in the first three months of employment. And, of course, only if your employment agreement says that. So if you signed an employment agreement that says in the first three months you're on probation so we can let you go without any compensation, then yes, your employer can do that. But once three months and a day comes, they cannot do that, regardless of what the employment agreement says. So as a practical matter, your probation can only be three months. If it's longer than three months, yeah, your employer can still let you go. Your employer really can let you go for most reasons, but they would have to pay you severance. So, no, just because your employer says you're on probation doesn't mean that you are. doesn't mean that your employer has the right to end the relationship and not pay you anything. You can be, quote-unquote, on probation and be owed months and months and months of severance. So, please, important to remember, if you lost your job, whether you think you're on probation or not, the rule is the same. You have to give me a call. And like you say, it's it's a creature uh, of an employment contract. Everybody assumes every job in the world they ever start, automatically there's a probation period, right? Exactly. Probation is not automatic. Just yeah. because you started a new job, you're a brand new employee, does not mean you're automatically on probation. The only time you're actually on probation is if you sign an employment agreement or a job offer letter that specifically outlines that you're on probation for those three months. If you did not, 
Either your employment agreement doesn't say that or you never signed an employment agreement that you're not on probation. So even month one comes, your employer decides to let you go, you're going to be owed severance because you're not on probation. So again, please don't make assumptions as to probation. If you think you are, go back to your employment agreement, see what it says. If it's not sure what it, if you're not sure what it says or what it means, happy to take a look at it for you. Again, toll-free lines open lots of time, one 877 Don't hesitate to call and clear something up that's been uh, been making you wonder for some time. It could be a valuable phone call for sure. Uh, toll-free, 1-877-399-9898. No, your employer is not allowed to refuse to pay you overtime if you actually worked the extra hours. Break that one down for me. So an, an employer cannot avoid paying you overtime just because they didn't want you to or they didn't approve it. Here's how it works. If you've worked overtime and it was legitimate, you needed to work, you needed to get the job done, your employer has to pay you. Now, your employer may have a policy that says uh, you can't work overtime unless we approve it. Now, if you, despite that policy, you work overtime, that may be a disciplinary thing. Your employer may, may discipline you because you worked overtime when it wasn't approved, but they still have to pay for it. Okay, so the question is always, is, is it legitimate? Now, if you just sat there, did nothing so you can get paid overtime, then of course, that's not legitimate and you're not going to get paid. But if you worked, if you needed to work because you had to get something done, overtime has to be paid. And again, it'll be time and a half. So very important to remember that you can't, uh, your employer can't say, we didn't approve it, so we're not paying you. That is not legal. Simple. You worked it, you get paid for it. Pardon me, you got a few calls like any lined up here, so we'll keep going through our topic of the day till we get them all set to go. No, your employer is not allowed to make up a bogus negative performance review. What is that about? So this happens often. You know, if you are getting a negative performance review, it has to be legitimate. It has to be honest, it has to be accurate, and it has to be based on facts and information. Yeah. It can't just be a bogus one that your employer made up. And if you are getting one of those, and if it's leg- illegitimate, you should say something about it. And in many cases, that can even be a constructive dismissal. A performance review is a big thing. It should be done properly. It should be properly considered. If you think you're not getting a proper shake, if you're not uh, getting a proper performance review, if you've been disciplined inappropriately, time to talk. Talk to Lior anytime. Yeah, one 821 5900 But we're going back to our phone lines as always. Rod, thank you so much for taking the time thank today. You. How are you? Perfect. I'm doing well. How are you doing? Beauty. What's uh, what's on your mind, pal? Well, I got laid off uh, a couple weeks ago because I shared my opinion on the company's future proposal to mandate vaccines for our company. And I know it's a controversial thing, but they never asked me if I was ma- if I was vaccinated. They just were upset that I shared my opinion on that we should not mandate something that should be a choice. But they let me go without with only with one week severance. Rod, how long did you work there for? About four months. Probation so- was over. Yeah. So the only time you'd be owed only one week is if you signed an employment agreement that limits your termination entitlements. Otherwise, you'd owe more. And, and how old are you, Rob, and what kind of a job? So I was a sales manager, and I'm 52. So you'd be looking at around four months severance. It could actually even be more than that. You could actually be owed more months severance than the months of your employment because you had a senior role and you're in your 50s. So this yes. is obviously a, a, a big thing, and the amount of compensation that you're owed is significant. 
So Rod, you and I need to have a private chat. I want to find out more about what actually happened. I want to see your job offer letter or employment agreement because chances are you're owed a significant amount of compensation here. Well, that's what I was hoping to hear. Exactly. So let's connect. Exactly. Rod, yeah, let's connect gonna, uh, as soon as possible. Yeah. And welcome back to it. Anytime the show is not on, you can email Lior and his team, co-founding partners, Sanfiru to Mark and LLP. Do it. Reach out. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. And the website, also useful, free, anonymous, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. But uh, I digress. We get back to the important stuff at hand. And that would be our phone callers and our listeners. Chris, thank you for hanging on. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Great. What's, uh, what's on your mind? Yeah, that's the same question. Like, um, I had filed a labor complaint against my employer, right? And uh, nothing comes up yet. It's been like two and a half years. So I don't know. My my labor officer was saying, like, uh, the, the employer's lawyer will going to call me back. But it's been like two and a half years. I haven't received a single call. What is the complaint for, Chris? Um, uh, actually, I'm a trucker, and uh, it's about the unpaid wages. So that has to be go to the federal, right? The, Correct. The complaint. So I did a federal complaint, and uh, this happened in 2019 June. I filed a complaint, and we went back and forth for a couple of times, and I submitted all my paperwork, and they said we'll access the paperwork, and but since six months. They are not uh, replying my call, uh, reply answering to my call or anything like that. So I'm just that's, wondering that's how much because, time. Chris, unfortunately, it's because you don't have a lawyer. So they feel that that your matter is not a priority and you don't have the ability to push them. You need to have a lawyer. Any time you don't in a, a situation like that, it's a bit of a. It, it's not. I was going to say a waste of time, but it's going to just drag on forever, and you're also not going to get the result that you want. So you need to have legal representation. The company has legal representation. You should have it as well. We can probably get this resolved within a few weeks. If you want our help, happy to talk to you, but you're going to face these obstacles if you don't have legal representation. Okay, okay. So it's very simple there, Chris. Just reach out uh, to Lior, and uh, there you go. Make the uh, make the call, 1-855-821-5900, 1-855-821-5900. Moving on to uh, Leon. Hi, Leon. How are you? Guys, great show. Thanks, man. Really appreciate you tuning in and uh, making the time to call. What's uh, what's on your mind? Yeah, great. Well, I have a car sales industry question. Great. Um, so I had my um, had my best uh, had my best uh, month in the industry. Thirty two rides. It's pretty sick. Two hours before my uh, third month was up, I um, feel like I got wrongfully dismissed from the dealership. Um, it took me going back and forth for twenty three days to get my ROE. Um, I took pictures of my deals that were in my name before I left the dealership. Had seven or eight deals that were actually taken out of my name and put in somebody else's name. Wow. Can't get any more communication with the guys. My last paycheck was uh, probably deducted uh, three or $4,000 of some performance bonuses that they didn't uh, uh, give me as well that I can't get access to the contract when I actually signed up at the place. Yeah, the, 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 the term that of what they're doing to you is one that I can't use on radio, so I'm not going to do it. But uh, it's obviously wrong, and there's there's things that can be done about it very quickly. But you can't just you know be nice to them about it because they're gonna they're gonna ignore you. So we need to get involved. 
because there's unpaid money there. There's the bonuses and potentially severance as well, even though you've worked there for right around three months. So there's potentially quite a bit of compensation that's owed to you. And guess what? When someone hears from me, they can't ignore it. Uh, usually they say, holy crap. Uh, and then uh, they do what they need to do, which is they pay what they owe. So let's have a chat off air, Leon. Let's uh, connect. Let me let me help you get this done. Great. So that's the eight seven seven number. It's this number right here, Leon. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Again, one eight five five eight two one. 5,900. That is how you do that. Moving on to our next caller here in but a moment, but we're going to continue with our uh, topic of the day. And no, your employer is not allowed to take away your seniority by making you, oh, I love this one, an independent contractor. Yeah, your your employer can't avoid the rights that you have or the obligation that it has by calling you an independent contractor or by, you know, if you're already an employee, magically converting you to an to being an independent contractor Let, let's make this very clear and very simple if you have a job you go to work you come home you go back the next day you do the same thing you kind of have your hours that you work you are an employee it doesn't matter what the company wants you to be frankly it doesn't even matter what you want to be the law makes that determination and you can't be an independent contractor unless you really are in business for yourself, you have a bunch of clients, you make your own hours, you pay for your own expenses. If that's the case, then sure, you're an independent contractor. Otherwise, you are an employee. And I've talked to hundreds, if not thousands of people over the past 20 years that have been misclassified. They're called independent contractors and they're not. And think about it, And for an employee, it could be great for for an employer, I should say, it would be great if you were an independent contractor. They don't have to worry about overtime, vacation pay, minimum wage. They don't have to pay you severance if you're let go, except not so fast. If you've been misclassified, then your employer has to pay you all these things. So let's focus on severance for a second. You believe you're an independent contractor, company lets you go, and they say, well, you're an independent contractor. You've been with us, I don't know, four years, but because you're an independent contractor, we're not going to pay you anything. Right. No. If you've been misclassified, they have to pay you severance. That could easily be eight months pay, nine months pay. So don't ever believe that just because you sign something that says you're an independent contractor because you pay your taxes as an independent contractor, that does not make you an independent contractor. And an employer can't avoid its legal obligations by calling you that. But what if you know someone's listening now going, no, no, Leo, you got it all wrong. We, we agreed, the boss and I, we gave a handshake. We both agree that I'm an independent contractor. No one's getting hurt here. So uh, that changes the, uh, the situation, no? Well, the law decides what you are. You and the boss can't decide that. If it was that simple, everyone could be an independent contractor. You know, the people working at the fast food restaurant, people working uh, at, at the car dealerships, uh, people working uh, at, at the factories. Why is anyone not an, an, an uh, everyone not an independent contractor? Yeah. Well, because the law doesn't work that way. I don't decide what you are. You don't decide what you are. The company doesn't decide. The law decides. So if you look like an employee and you act like an employee, you are an employee and you may have signed a piece of paper that says, no, no, you're not. But if it was that simple to get around the law by just signing a piece of paper, well, everyone can do it. By the way, we mentioned at the beginning of the show, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Well, that tool allows, there's there's a feature there that allows you to find out if in fact you're an employee or an independent contractor. 
So if you're listening now and you're saying, wait a second, I mean, I never thought that I could be an employee, am I? Easy. Grab your smartphone, your tablet, what have you. Go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca and use our feature there that allows you to find out if you're an employer or contractor. Of course, you can also call me. Many people, most people that are, are that believe that they're independent contractor are actually misclassified and they're actually employees. Again, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, free, anonymous, amazing. Use it. And also the severance pay calculator is in there as well. Get to one more of these. Uh, know your employer is not allowed to let you go without severance just because you did something wrong or didn't get a vaccine. Right. So let's let's be very clear. An employee that does something wrong doesn't mean that that allows the company to let him go without severance. For you to be let go without severance, it's not enough that you did something wrong. You would have had to do something terrible, something so bad that it makes it impossible to continue employing you. So you uh, making a big mistake on a project in and of itself is not enough, or being late to work, not enough. Getting into an argument with the boss, not enough. Because it's not that bad. It's not deserving of the capital punishment. Same thing, by the way, with not getting a vaccine. As I said, you should get a vaccine. There's good reasons to do that. But ultimately, if you don't, that's not cause. You are still going to be owed severance. So you doing something wrong does not deprive you of severance. And if you are let go in that situation, full severance has to be paid. You can always go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca to assess the amount of severance that you're owed or call me. But if you lost your job, unless what you did is terrible, full severance must be paid. And that is it. Reach out. Do so. Don't hesitate. If only for a conversation, here's how you do it. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. And as we mentioned all show, 1-855-821-5900 and the free and anonymous handy website again, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. It's the tool you need even before the phone call. We'll catch you again next time. Employment Law Show.